0: Theme.
1: Well, their original they're theme.
0: original theme. But still, I'm... it feels good. It feels
1: good. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers 63. I'm David Brody from the Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light of New York. Hello. I hope by episode 63 you know that already. <laughs> I don't even know who we, who we are. So, yes, this is a preacher feature. Yes. We're going to talk about this week's episode preacher, but there's some walking dead news I want to get out of the way. A lot of it's, it's some bad. It's bad. So some of it bad yeah, and some of it oh my god yeah so let's talk about the let's get the bad out of the way okay unfortunately um there were a couple of stories that broke this week the first was that the voiceover person who does the next time that guy yeah. passed away his name is uh, uh, I don't have his name in front of me I have a different story but yeah he was uh well, you
0: had one job no I had the stunt
1: man. okay I was going to go in chronological order.
0: Okay, I apologize.
1: Just so you know, this is a live, we taped this live. <laughs> we did. We talked about it. did his
0: name last podcast. All right. He was skydiving and collided yes. with another, right. With another right. guy. Right, so,
1: okay. so he passed away last week. Yeah.
0: And then just this week, John Bernicker, only 33, was a stuntman on the show. He's been in Hollywood for over 10 years and he fell off a 25 foot balcony. And ended up on a ventilator and ended up dying. And he was pronounced dead this morning. And and
1: then another another sad part of the story is that his girlfriend is a stunt woman on the show. Yes. And she was there when it happened. She
0: was there when it happened. And they all were by his bed with friends and family when they had to take him off the ventilator. Which is really sad because he was only 33 years old.
1: And a lot of celebrities, the stars of the shows, will say, oh, I do my own stunts. Yeah, Even trained professionals can get hurt. Even trained skydivers can die. Yeah. Now I know that's life, and there are people that say you can get hit by a bus. Well, yeah, but if you don't get hit by a bus, I don't want to fall out of a plane.
0: Exactly. This
1: is a dangerous job, and uh, you know they always say he knew the risks. It's tragic. It is. The the other side of this story is that they're they're going to stop production on the show for a little while. Yeah. I doubt that'll delay the premiere in October. No,
0: it shouldn't. But they
1: are stopping production out of respect, and um, you know, so uh, nothing but good thoughts for the for the staff that's remaining, and for yeah. his girlfriend and. That's unfortunate, and I, I already see on Twitter people are making the jokes like, did he reanimate, did he come back as a zombie? And
0: Oh, no, too soon, guys. Yeah, well,
1: I don't know what too soon is as a comedy writer, Well, because I'm just saying that people are making that joke, so oh. you don't have to make that joke to us. We, yeah. It's already out there. I'm not going to tell you I didn't, didn't pop into my head immediately, but that's not the kind of thing you tweet. It's not. You reined it in. Listen, when somebody passes away on a Walking Dead show... When people die on that show, we're accustomed yeah, as fans just, to watch them reanimate or whatever. So, yeah, but that is, joke is an obvious one. That's yeah. not I wouldn't tweet it. That's not like a tweet joke. Yeah, no. And I'm not making the joke. I'm just telling the story that people are tweeting. When you it. hear this podcast, if you're like, "I wonder if you came back, don't tweet that at us."
0: No, don't.
1: It's the joke's out there. It's an obvious <laughs> obvious commentary, but it's sad. It's unfortunate and um, you know, hopefully there's no more tragedies on the show. Yeah. It's a hard show to film. A lot of stunts, a lot of special effects, explosions. Fake weaponry. Yeah. So, uh, I'm surprised this is the first major, major, major injury. Yeah. Hope it's the last.
0: Yeah, me too. That was sad. Two in a week. That was sad.
1: Now, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you will know the name Frank Darabond. He was the original showrunner and creator of The Walking Dead. So, Robert Kirkman wrote the comics. Frank Darabond took the comics, converted them into a TV show. He had a hand in creating the show. He was the head writer. I assume he was may have been involved in some of the casting mm-hmm. of, the, of the originals, and so he was fired after one season. And he originally, that people thought he quit, he was fired, and because the show has made, I believe, according to the articles that are out today, because he, he's suing for lost wages, Uh-oh. he feels he created, he helped to create the empire. Yeah, he
0: was the founder. I of think the founding he's members. I think he's
1: suing for two hundred eighty million or something. Um, 17 million people, on average, uh, view the show every week. Wow. Um, the first season was 5 million viewers when it premiered.
0: hmm
1: So, it's, it's gone up dramatically. Um, I read a stat that I don't have here, but that the show makes more than um, NFL games. I believe that. On broadcast networks. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a cash cow. They said it's, um, it's likely, as a show, in gross receipts and commercials and profits... In all the things associated with the show, it's made over a billion dollars.
0: I'm not surprised. And Frank
1: Darabont believes he had a massive hand in that. Here's the problem. He was a control freak and apparently very difficult to work with. But some people did like him. In fact, uh, the uh, actor who played Dale Horfath, uh, Jeffrey DeMunn, who had been in um, a bunch of movies that uh, Darabont directed, Shawshank Redemption, The Mist, Green Mile, he had a good relationship with him when Darabont was fired jeffrey quit the show
0: i knew that and that was crazy cuz dale should have been there right. a lot dale longer right dale survived
1: in the comics a lot longer yeah and they killed him on the show spoiler <laughs> um which by the way his death was carl's fault
0: uh yes completely carl's fault
1: right we're not going to explain why but go back and watch the yeah. this beginning this is the second season at the mm-hmm.
0: farm yep the farm
1: and so he quit the show they had to write him off the show
0: that's that's drastic
1: yeah now who knows what dale's character would have done who they gave that storyline to? You know, did Herschel get some of the uh patronly storylines? Because Dale was the voice of of reason, the he was patriarch. Kind of the dad, yeah. He was sort of uh Glenn's go-to guy. Mm-hmm. He quit the show. Now, why did AMC fire him? Well, they just released, and it's all over the web, you could find it. They just released some of his angry emails. Uh oh. That he sent out to staff, to other producers, to galian Ann Hurd, who's still one of the exec producers. I'm going to read them. There's some profanity. This is we Ooh, talked about this last week. This is juicy. This is why I, I, when I check the box when I upload the um, podcast, I put uncertain, unsure. I, I'm going to I'm going to try to remember to, to click explicit? Uh, explicit this week. Okay. Although last week was explicit too. I it have was a that. little sexual. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah. Well, well, that's that was you. That well, was all I'm you. sorry, that was me. That was all you. Okay. So here's one of his emails. Fuck you all for giving me <laughs> right. She
0: just goes yes. for it. It's right. not even. He didn't even work up right. to
1: that. Here we go. Fuck you all for giving me <laughs> chest pains because of the staggering fucking incompetence, blindness to the important beats. That's like the uh the, the keynotes in the yeah. in the in the script that uh, you know and the beyond arrogant lack of regard for what is written being exhibited on set every day. I deserve better than a heart attack because people are too stupid to read a script and understand the words. Does anybody disagree with me? Then join the seat cam <laughs> operator and go find another job that doesn't involve deliberately fucking up my show scene by scene. Jeez. That was, that was his think first email. you he like,
0: sent that to Norman, too? Did Norman get that email? No, this
1: went to the other producers, I believe. Kill it mean,
0: hurt and like-
1: I guess this went to some of the actors as well. That's pretty terrible. Here's another one. That's really horrible. <laughs> so he was the uh, head writer. Yeah. And he felt he was the only writer so on the show. So was he
0: the original Scott M. Gimple? Yes,
1: he was the original Scott M. Gimple. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Glenn Mazzara was the next guy. Okay. Mazzara, people didn't like Mazzara because he tried to jam uh, a lot of content into every episode. Okay. So he was rushing through the comics. Yeah. He's also the guy, so he, if you remember season three, it was like... People were dying left and right. T-Dog. Everybody was just... Yeah, everyone. uh, Sophia,
0: they were all like, gone, gone, gone. Right.
1: Seasons two and three were really fast. Okay. And it was his idea to kill Andrea way too soon. Spoiler! Much sooner than in the comics.
0: Much sooner. In fact,
1: we talked about this. Andrea had released a a story about six months ago that we talked about that she had just bought a house in Atlanta. She's supposed to be Rick's girlfriend long term. She
0: signed, like, I think it was an eight-year contract. Yeah. Something like that. And by the beginning of the third season...
1: Yeah, this guy decided if I start killing people, it'll make it exciting. But if you kill everyone, there'll be nobody left. Yeah. And so Andrea was supposed to fall off the roof, not Michonne. Yeah. She was supposed to be the sniper. She was supposed to be Rick's long-term girlfriend. Rick's lover. But anyway, so here's another email uh, talking about being the head writer. Please, let's stop evoking the writer's room. There is no writer's room. What you know as well as I do, I am the writer's room. The fucking lazy assholes who were supposedly going to be my showrunners threw that responsibility on me after wasting five months of my time. Wow. So don't say there's a group of writers. I'm the writer. I'm the writer.
0: There's such a positive vibe on Walking Dead, so clearly he needed to get out.
1: By the way, you know there's those people in life who when they curse, they get that awkward feeling when they have to say... I hope the people listening to this podcast are appreciating how effortlessly it flows from me. Oh, yeah,
0: it does. It flows so nicely.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So that line, again, the first line of the first email is... What was that first line? Fuck you all for giving me chest pains. (laughs) There you go. Sorry, I'm from Brooklyn. Explicit. And that's considered... That's calm. That's calm, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's another one talking about how the actors aren't paying attention to the written word he puts Mm -hmm. on paper. You need to pay attention to the motherfucking script. I even choose my goddamn commas for a reason.
0: Wow. Yeah, he's talking to Normie like that. I hope not. He better not be. I w- I'm not, I'll find this man. Now, if
1: he talked to a ten-inch Dale Dixon like that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, okay. I want We talked about that last week, and I want to reference last week. Well, last podcast. Did I
0: ask for a ten-inch Troy? Yeah.
1: Otto, episode sixty-two. Yes. Of our podcast, which we just completed a few hella days long. ago. Hell, it was two hours and like a minute and a half. <laughs> And, and there was some talking over that I, I took out and I, re, I re-uploaded it.
0: It's all good now.
1: Yeah. But I was like ugh, out of breath by the end of the last, <laughs> oh, I was, last podcast. I
0: was shot.
1: <laughs> and I said to people after we walked out of the studio, oh my God, Jamie and I just did a two-hour podcast. Yeah. And some people said, who's going to listen to that? So I understand that the average podcast is forty-five minutes, maybe an hour that people listen to.
0: But this was a this was a special one.
1: And I did ask you in the middle, should we stop here and do two parts? And you said, no, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Now we had a we go. If you haven't heard it yet, I'm not, I don't know why you're listening out of order, but if you haven't heard it yet, we went on tangents and we. But I think there's a lot of comedy there. I thought there was a lot of fun it was, moments. I had
0: that was one of the most fun we've done. I think it
1: was fun. It didn't seem like two hours. Other than I was like running out, I was winded. And
0: I'm actually, I apologize for my voice today. It's a little. You
1: strange. did you did two outfit changes it's in li- the middle. I did. It was, <laughs> it was, was interesting. A little there was like a minute we went under the table <laughs> and you came back and you were wearing. Came a, out like quick change. So it it, it was, good, but this is not going to be a two hour pot. I promise you. No. Now look, you already see the. the Total on the, when you're watching, listening to the podcast, you can see how long it's going to be. Yeah. So you already know I'm a man of my word. This yes, is not a two-hour podcast. Promise. And I don't have the strength. I can't go on.
0: I don't. I don't either.
1: Now this is a we're recording this on Friday. Hopefully, I'll get it up uh, on the the old website today on Friday. The old website. The old, on the 14th, we're recording this. Fear the Walking Dead is off, so we should be able to do Preacher a little quicker now.
0: Yeah, it was a kind of crazy week.
1: Yeah. So we'll get to Preacher. In fact, I promise we'll get to it, even though we haven't gotten to it yet. Now, there's one more story I want to talk about from The Walking Dead that oh, broke this week. Oh, man. And I want to play a little audio. I want to remind you. We got to meet a bunch of the members of The Walking Dead at uh, Chiller Theater. Chiller Theater. A great uh, traveling I go uh, convention. Twice a year. If They're you haven't gone,
0: you need to go. The next one is in October. Yes,
1: it's excellent. And we got to meet some of the cast. We yeah. met. Uh, I'm just going to say their character names. We met uh, Dwight. Yep. And we met Jesus. Enid. And we met Enid. And we met... Uh, Gregory. Xander Gregory, Berkeley. And if you remember from... I maybe seven or eight episodes ago on our podcast. He was very nice. Very tall. We loved him. Loved him very nice. Um, even, so it seemed to me, though, he was flirting with you.
0: Um, it did appear that way slightly, yes. He's he, like, like, oh. he likes my gingham.
1: Hello, little lady. How are you doing? Oh, I love your gingham. The gingham's very nice. For, now,
0: if you guys don't know what gingham is, it's like I had a dress on. Tablecloth. Kind of looked like a, like a picnic. picnic. Right. It was blue, like right. picnic
1: Now, as I pointed out later, again, he's like 6'5".
0: He was very tall. I was shocked.
1: Any human being at that height, how tall are you?
0: I'm, I'm only 5'4. Five, 5'4. Four. Five, four. Yeah.
1: Just angles alone. You look down. You look down to make contact. He leaned over the table to, to be more on your level. Yeah. But at that angle, it could be construed that a person, any person, might be looking down in the general area of One your bosom. Set dress. Yes. Of your bosom. Yes. Uh, ample bosom, if it's okay if I say that.
0: I'm proud. Chosen
1: to be my co-host. They're real and they're spectacular. They are spectacular. Thank you, Seinfeld (laughs) reference. And so, we made a joke of it. Yeah. And I noticed when he did our IDs, let's listen to the IDs he did for us. Again, the IDs, you'll hear what an ID is in case we so here's the original uh, ID that, well, the one we use on the show, right? Here we go.
0: Hey, it's Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and
1: Talkers podcast. Now, first of all, he went, Jamie. Jamie.
0: And a little flare.
1: Now, this one, I don't know if this was the mess up that you did or he did. Let me see which one this is. Hold on. Hey, Xander Berkeley,
0: Gregory from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to David Broden and
1: Jamie on the Walkers <laughs> right. and Talkers. David Broden. Yeah. Right. So he didn't mess up. J- he didn't call you Jaime or Jaime. He called me David Broden.
0: He did. But then we had to recorrect him because he was holding my phone actually right. upside down. Upside down. Right.
1: And again, I want to just reiterate we love Xander Berkeley. Yeah. We would be more than happy to have him on again. Of course, love to have him on the show. And
0: then he, after he was looking at my dress, he said, "She's a tequila girl."
1: Yes, he did say that. Yeah, like he <laughs> no, would you it. told him. Oh, I, I, was. I did that. Yes, you I did say that. I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and uh, he said he would take a shot. Yeah, I think he meant like a shot of tequila, but
0: it could be something else. It
1: Could be something else. So, a story came out this week. Yeah, we are not we are not giving an. Well, we may give an opinion on it. Tell us the story that was on TMZ this week because it was it wasn't shocking to me. Not that we know it's true or not. I'm just saying. Here we go. What's so the, story?
0: the title of the article is Xander Berkeley of Walking Dead slid into a nineteen year old's DM messages and wanted her to bend over.
1: By the way, when you read that just now, you said slid into a nineteen year old. And that's what I thought the <laughs> sentence was. We- I, I that's what it says. Okay. This is just the so, title the here. Sa- the same way you made me read over <laughs> fuck, fuck you all. Forget- okay, read over that again. Um, but, but put a comma there. Zan- because again, Frank Darabont puts commas, and he wants to read what the goddamn commas are. That, so put a comma there.
0: Well, this is exactly how they say it. Yep. Xander Berkeley of Walking Dead slid into a 19-year-old's- Pause. No, there's no comma. There's no comma. And 19-year-olds, can I finish? And
1: by the way, it should be The Walking Dead.
0: I, I know, but I'm just reading it for No, it's not your fault. Yeah. I'm not
1: correcting you, but that's an article by someone yeah. who doesn't know the show.
0: Slid into a 19-year-old's DM, comma, wanted her to bend over.
1: So now, in this situation, because we've already established this episode is going to be explicit, yeah, is DM Delicious Mouth uh, or no, Direct Message?
0: Direct Message. Which, if you look at the screenshots of the things, okay. it kind of goes here's into here's what the I'd like Delicious you to do. Delicious Mouth. Here's
1: what I'd like you to do: read it and read DM as Direct Message. Read that sentence, but say Direct Message. Okay. Ahead, read that.
0: That's not going to be sexy. Okay. No, Xander Berkeley of Walking Dead slid into a 19-year-old's direct message.
1: Now do it my way. <laughs> What's that? Yep, delicious mouth.
0: Oh, oh, oh delicious <laughs> mouth. Okay. Oh, God. This is totally explicit. Explicit. Xander Berkeley of Walking Dead slid into a 19-year-old's delicious mouth. See,
1: that's a better story. <laughs> that's a much better story.
0: I'm oh, like, my God. Go, Xander. Go, well, so... A- Apparently. Now, how do we
1: know that DM stands for direct message? We assume. But anyway, That's true. It, could,
0: it could mean All delicious right. mouth.
1: But uh, Yes. Tweet us, by the way, <laughs> at David <laughs> underscore Brody at Walkers which underscore Talkers at jmx you, Which do
0: you prefer, direct message or delicious mouth?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's delicious mouth. <laughs> Instagram would have a lot more people on it. By the way, I'm going to reiterate this, cause only because I want to just show respect to my co-host. I asked this last week, but please remember... Always copy JMegs514 to any yes, tweets. please. If you can. So
0: I can see Not so just so you know it. it's
1: good. Right. If some you you oh, love the podcast, it doesn't take any, only like an extra second to just at J-M-E-G-S 514.
0: Yeah, it doesn't take And so after much a much while, longer. your
1: Twitter learns that and we'll just start auto-completing it. You're yes. good. Okay. Very good. JMegs responds to everybody as well. So anyway, continue with the story. What did he do? He slipped into the DMs.
0: Um, so he started with like, oh, hey, I'm following you now. Please don't go fangirling and like announcing it, but hi. And then he said, "Your face is beautiful. Do you know I'm an artist? I'm a painter." I again in i and losing my voice. Yeah. So and she so apparent and he goes, "Send me some uh, more photos of you so I c- I can paint you." So we did. He sent her like kind of a sketch, and he goes, "Happy early birthday." So the and then he was kind of saying, "I want them from different angles. Maybe you should uh, just show me your 19-year-old self, just in your panties. All these type of things." This, this okay. is the screenshots.
1: Now, do we see the pictures? Did, she put, did this girl post the pictures that she sent him?
0: Um, sh- No, she didn't. But this was one of the uh, supposed messages from Xander. He goes, yeah, and look, the uniform was your idea. I want to see ni- a 19-year-old in panties alone once again. A fave age of mine is from 15 to 29. There, what, I said. 15 to 20. 20- now, mind you, he has a daughter who's 10. And now he's saying his favorite age, favorite ages is between the ages of 15 and 29. And he goes, there, I said it. And he goes, and I will draw your fine little self for just yourself and no one else to see but you as my gift to you for your belated birthday, Prezi.
1: Okay, first of all, he's too old to say Prezi.
0: Se- second
1: other- of all, hold on, I'm going to go back now. I'm going to go back and, and reiterate what I said. Okay. That DM stands for delicious mouth. Delicious because mouth. He's, that's what he would have written. He's a perv.
0: He wrote, "Skip the pa- uh, skip the uniform, just your panties, just your panties." And yes, I will immortalize your youthful splendor in all its angst-ridden glory. Okay,
1: youthful splendor. If you're 45 and you're dating a girl who's 22, it's-, it's youthful splendor. I'm reveling in your youth. You bring a youth to my life, an exuberance that I'm not accustomed yes. to as a 40 year old. Whatever. You don't speak that way to a 19 year old when you're a married dude.
0: Xander is 61. And he's married. Well, that's he,
1: the, that's see, the, and he the age ten, things. And he
0: has a 10-year-old daughter. But yeah. yet his favorite age there, he said it, is between the ages of 15 to 29, which is quite specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh. they are screenshots. You can uh, go to theblemish.com, all these websites. I don't websites, And I know, it's got the little Twitter I know this is
1: turning into a, a Xander mark. Berkeley podcast, and I think that's fine. Um, maybe walkers and creepers. <laughs> uh, but here's my thought. I under I, Okay, I'm not going to say I understand it. I'm going to say, let's say that he is into that age group. Yeah. Okay? Obviously wrong, okay? Yeah. But, why put it in writing? Uh, you shouldn't. And why do you, after Anthony Weiner's scandal, why do you think that a 19-year-old girl is going to protect... Your secret and just be like. Fuel. Well, that's the
0: thing. He was foolish and got swept away up and all this. Look, and he referred a lot of times like, "This is just for your eyes, you know. You know, you're not gonna go out and like tell people that we're talking." No, look, he stuff. could
1: he could talk up oh my God, got my account hacked. Okay, nobody hacks an account and makes a painting and sends painting. Like,
0: <laughs> and 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 not for anything, but like when we met him, the way he talked and like what he does with the paintings. This sounds he, like he definitely him.
1: has a. Low little lady. He, kind of vibe to it. And there was a
0: few messages where he kind of talked like that. Yeah. But I'm a little flattered because he thought I was... L- 15. The oldest, he thought I was 29. Right. So I'll uh, again, take it. Again, this
1: girl's 19? Yes. Okay. If you want to email, if you want to text her and say, not that as, as a 61, I want I to hop on the fact he's 61. I want to hop on the fact he's married and has a 10-year-old daughter. Yeah. But if you want to say 18... 25. That's a little bit safer. That that's your like th-
0: throwing out the number 15 look, is uh maybe is not the maybe safest. Maybe as a
1: 22 year old guy, he was a kind of a geek. He didn't date a lot. He never experienced that period of life. Yeah. Or you know he he remembers what it was like to be young and he's going through a midlife crisis. I'm explaining, not excusing. I don't want you to say that I said it's right. It's not right. It, I'm I'm happily married. I have three daughters, all in the range that I would punch him if he came near my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? or anybody, not just him. I, I still I think he's uh, you know a little off okay so I totally understand why this is 150 percent wrong
0: this is so wrong and like you said but even, putting but
1: putting in writing is just plain stupid
0: it really is and let's say you really do like 15 year olds then in writing if you have to write it you can't control yourself put 18 as your uh men well
1: yeah I listen I know what happens to Gregory's character in the comics okay um, long term regardless of whatever's gonna happen to him long term. If this is all true, I could foresee him dying earlier on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, if you're The Walking Dead, and this is true, and he's talking about being into 15-year-olds, and he's married, and has a 10 year I just... Oh, ugh. actually, sorry. I'm reading a
0: little bit more. Do you want to hear what he said about his wife to this girl?
1: Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you who's more pissed than anybody.
0: <laughs> okay. He said, life is complicated, as you will surely come to see. Some can act warm and loving more easily than be. She is a wonderful mother, and we are apart much of the time as we are now. Reluctant to add more, I've never cheated on her, but she has a cold streak a mile wide that makes it hard to hang in there sometimes. So I'm just going to leave that there. Wow. So this to me is not- And again, why are you
1: sharing that with a 19? Listen, I I know there are a lot of wonderful mature 19-year-olds listening to our podcast. I know there are. Yeah. My interns a lot of them are 19, 20 years old. I, I get it. You're on your way to life.
0: <laughs> on your way to life. Oh, no, you know you're graduating yeah. college
1: and you, I I listen. 19 is, is a is a wonderful time to be alive. But I don't know in a, in an era of social media if you can trust a lot of 19-year-olds who are sending you nude pictures or panty pictures that they're also not going to be the type to possibly not well, keep a he's secret.
0: sixty-one and she's nineteen, and ni- sixty people in their sixties just don't have the concept of what millennials are capable. That's of. that's
1: really what I'm saying. And,
0: and there's such a gap that he and he wouldn't don't even don't. think she would do it.
1: That I think that's my point, and that's not a slam against nineteen-year-olds. So no, I think are, it's no. a wonderful age to be. Or sixty-one-year-olds, you're but just I, I totally just different generation. Nineteen-year-olds who grew up on Snapchat and Instagram are very comfortable with sending pictures, taking pictures, oh, yeah. exchanging and and sharing, which she did, and also expecting. Anyone of any age, but especially someone who's so open and free and, you know, to keep a secret when, why wouldn't you want to tell your friends? And Unless you fall in love with him and you have a relationship where you feel like, I can trust this person, but you don't have a relationship with them, you're married. So you're trusting some internet girl who happens to be pretty to not tell anyone, and you're giving her illegal thoughts about 15-year-olds? Like, I just... Exactly,
0: and w- I'll leave you with this. One of the, one This of
1: the, may be more effed up than Preacher, and I don't think I, anything's more I effed up than so. Preacher. I think
0: so. He said something about semi-different poses, naked on a bed or on a couch, completely classical, but when you look close at your face, I want to see the edge and undeniable contemporary aspect in your eyes.
1: Did he actually say classical?
0: He did. Okay. I, and then he wrote, just so I you know... He, I think
1: he meant classic. And he I, wrote I, classical. I think that's the same mistake people make when they say something was historical when they mean historic.
0: I think he meant that. Like, mistake. oh, it
1: was a historical home run. Nope. Historic. It was historic.
0: And then he wrote, just Look so up you're...
1: Google, by the way, historic versus historical.
0: historical.
1: And by the way, it's verses, not verse. Anyway, go on.
0: And then he wrote, just again, I mean, this is like, literally, I'm reading, just scrolling through messages as I'm on here. Should but this
1: be our podcast I think we just don't so. do I think
0: so. So, really quick. And then he goes, like, this is like the fifth time he's mentioned it. He goes, just so you know, this is between us and no one will ever see anything you send me. I love your instinct and compassion already. We could Skype sometime.
1: Okay, but she never said...
0: No, she never said... That. Uh, this I'll, He, he <laughs> I'll keeps keep saying, this. but this is between us, right? Right, wink, wink. Ten messages later. But this is just for your eyes, right? Is, is there
1: any response where she says yes, of course?
0: Um, She goes... Ooh, where did my article go here? She said, uh, your style is so similar. Your style is kind of so similar, it really does blow my mind. It's just pieces of her messages but not too much of what she says. It's mostly from him. All right. So. All right. So there's not too much. Um, then she, you know, it's just immature stuff from her. It's, but it's, there absolutely is no promise of that. She's not going to show it. Hmm. But he's damn well trying to get
1: that out of her, All but right. she's not going for it. I'll tell you who's more upset, though, than anybody.
0: Hey, Xander Berkeley, <laughs> hey, from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to David Broden and Jamie oh. on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Is Xander Berkeley more
1: mad or David Broden? David Broden. David Broden is That guy is He is so pissed. mad. I'm, t- I'm telling you. He's mad. He's, he's tweeting tweet storms. <laughs> tweet storms. He's upset about the, the fake media. All oh, man. I'm telling Brodin's you. Broden's going crazy. Now, me, David Brody, I'm, fu- I mean, you're I'm fine. upset. You're a... but I'm upset. But I'm fine compared to David Broden. Yeah. Broden is like... David Broden Because I, This guy's not only a pervert, but he, he's doing IDs for Broden. That's I know, I know. Who is this guy? Now Broden's like, why do I want this guy's IDs? Like, <laughs> into 15 year olds. So. If you had your hair in pigtails, like braided into pigtails, yeah. I think he would have been all over you.
0: Oh, my. Could you imagine? Little, You'd be little, like, You little, look, little girl, can I get you a lollipop? You look seven, 16. I got a lollipop for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Is it wrong that I didn't even think of a lollipop?
1: Well, that's, that's what I I'm just here for.
0: Thought of a dick. <laughs>
1: Because explicit, explicit. <laughs> okay, so um, I meant lollipop as a euphemism I for a penis. I know you did, but
0: I, I, you just went right just, to penis. I just moved right past that. So
1: here's me doing that joke Oh, little girl, would you like a lollipop? Here's Jamie doing that joke Hello, little girl, would you like my penis? That's between me and you, right? Just us.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. i just, I, I could help with that's from my perbs, that's where my brain All word. right,
1: so here's my question should we end this podcast here and call up the Walking Dead a snippet podcast and I, maybe. Xander Berkeley, or just go right on and, and capture the Walking Dead fans right into Preacher.
0: Should we just do like a quickie because I have to leave certain like a quickie Preacher all right, we we Here we go. By the way,
1: I love that they went back to their original By a bunch of white men in suits that want Jesse, they wanted Jesse dead. Or's Face is in hell. Um, he met a jazz singer who claims to have met God. She had long blonde hair. The guys in she says, Meet me outside. The guys in the white suits grab her, throw her into a van. Jesse watches this happen, and then he runs in front of the van. He yells, Stop! His Genesis voice. And they stop and he beats them all up somehow and then saves her. And she's...
0: I forgot but, he had those crazy ninja skills.
1: Yeah, he's a good fighter. He goes back to her place, and she says, how did you stop that truck? And he says, I have this power. She's proved it to me, and he uses the Genesis power on her. Which, again, as we learned, every time you use it, All Saints Killer, The cowboy's coming.
0: It's like a GPS, Jesse.
1: Right. Now, he doesn't know that... Um, the, the the LaForge, LaFrange... The, oh, yeah. the LaFjord. LaFjord, right? Fiori, Fiore Is dead. But that he told the cowboy that they were going to New Orleans. Okay. So it really doesn't matter he's using the power, <clears throat> except that he'll know each place he used the... Anyway, so she figures out, he's. He, she learns he has the Genesis power. He thinks she's really cool. She may have spoken to God. But then we see her take her wig off, and she's working with the men in the white suits. And she becomes a brunette. Yeah, and we did not see her this week, so we really didn't get any updates. No. This episode, was, uh, which was called Victor, with a K, Victor, was really about... Tulip. Now, if you remember from last week, which we didn't talk about, uh, two weeks ago, she was very hesitant about New Orleans. And we were like, why is she so hesitant about New Orleans? Yeah. And we've pieced together. And she canceled
0: the wedding. And... She
1: used to, right. She canceled the wedding when, when Victor's bodyguard found her. Something about that whole thing that Victor was after her made her not want to get married yeah. to, to Jesse. We couldn't figure out if that's because she realizes her life is too dangerous to get married. We didn't understand why. Now, knowing what we know, I don't know what she was thinking about marrying Jesse.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So, <laughs> I'm going to... I am a gonna, little
0: surprised.
1: I'm going to try to jump around a little bit, uh, House of Pain style. And she's captured at the end of last week's episode by Victor's men in a laundromat. They find her because too many people on the street recognized her. Yeah. We learn... So, this the way I'm doing this podcast is, rather than going point by point, I'm going to try to remember everything that happened. Okay. And do all of, like, Tulip's storyline, all of Jesse's, right? Okay. So, Tulip was captured, taken back to the mansion throughout the time in New Orleans the day or two they've been there. People on the street keep recognizing her. Yeah. So what we've learned is she's been there a while. In one of the flashbacks we see that she may have been there during Hurricane Katrina. Yes. Which was 2004. So Mm -hmm. she's been there a while. She left, but a lot of people know her. She goes back to Victor's mansion and she hears people, a guy being tortured in the next room and Victor walks in, takes off his blue poncho Because he was obviously helping in the torturing and the blood splattering, whatever. And he says, so what are we going to do with you? And he's like, I took you in his family, treated you like gold.
0: You made me look like a fool. Made me
1: look like a fool. So there's, there's a backstory there, okay? We're also watching Eugene in Hell.
0: And we found out the week before that what his hell is.
1: So his hell is watching the girl that he really liked. Tracy Loach. Tracy Loach kill herself because of the thought of him thinking he had a shot with her. Yeah. And then he puts a gun in his mouth, but misses and blows his mouth open.
0: And she didn't die either. It was like, because she went to kill herself and he's like, no. And he's trying to
1: put the brain parts back together. Oh my God. And but the, she was still alive. And then the mother's knocking on the door and he feels so guilty about this. He thinks, oh, let me shoot myself. And they're going to get blamed because he burned the suicide note. He shoots himself, but he's distracted and he shoots his mouth Ugh. and he's not dead either. Okay, Har- but horrible. you remember, Jesse said, go to hell, Eugene. And yes. now he's in hell. Even though we know he doesn't really deserve to be there. He doesn't. So he meets Hitler. Of course, that's who you'd meet. Casual. Now, I would think... I'm only going to... It's a storyline. I get it. But there's probably a billion people in hell. Mm Mm-hmm. Xander Berkeley may be billion and one. I don't... I know. Who's to say?
0: He could be be one day. He
1: he may die on The Walking Dead and end up... He may end up on Preacher. (laughs) And so he, he meets Hitler and uh, there's a power problem at, the, the, at Hell's Prison, and they're not cells, they're your own, your own hell.
0: Yeah, basically every room has this projector that comes down, and, and then makes it, you, it makes you watch your hell on loop.
1: Right. Right. they're on...
0: having a malfunction, the projectors aren't working.
1: So he sort of uh, befriends Hitler... Well, yeah. And Hitler seems like he's actually maybe a little nicer. I know. I was kind
0: of like, is Hitler
1: nice? He's he's humble. He's like, Are you good? Are you because you were bad. Like you started World War II. And he's like, Yeah, yeah I I, did. I, I you know. Uh, so he ends up in Hitler's cell because his door locks, and he's now in Hitler's hell. And Hitler's hell was 1919 Munich, and doesn't he's having seem that bad. Doesn't seem that bad. He's having a cup of coffee with a woman, and a Jewish man bumps into his chair. He says, I'm so sorry. And Hitler looks at him like, you know, you just bumped into my chair. In that way, like, foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, he's mean. Like, at that point, you're not thinking he's going to start the Holocaust because a Jewish man bumped into his chair. Yeah, but he had a look in his eye. But then he's like, oh, no problem. Yeah. He was fine. He's happy-go-lucky. And the Jewish man sits down at a table nearby. And if you notice, throughout the whole show of that scene, anyway, the Jewish man is clearly in the background. Mm -hmm. You can see that he sat down at a table between Hitler and his woman- yeah. Right. And then there's a guy in the corner that they that she points out, this lady, uh, I don't know if that's Ava Braun. I don't remember if the name was mentioned. No, it's just a friend of his. Right. And she says, Oh, that man owns an art gallery. You should show him your artwork. So Hitler, as a young man in nineteen nineteen Apparently,
0: he was in a is an artist. Yeah, he's an artist.
1: And World War One's going on. And she's like, ugh, the communists, because there's gunshots. And he's like, what? There's no problem with the communists. Yeah. So already there's like a little something there where he's like, okay with the communists. And she's not. He's like, no, no, no. I, I, they're terrible. He changes his mind. Yeah. Uh, typical guy. Whatever you say, honey. Whatever you Yeah, say. yeah. Right. Anyway, you can see the Jewish man in the shot. So I'm assuming that something's going to happen that he's going to blame that man for. Okay. Because they're going to show why he, he hated the Jews at some point. Exactly. Okay. But then the nightmare suddenly ends. Again, there's power problems going on and the. And so Eugene's like, so that was your nightmare? That's your worst nightmare? Yeah, it's like,
0: doesn't seem that bad.
1: And Hitler says, uh, what's your name? He goes, welcome to hell. Like, he's sort of like welcoming him in. Yeah. Again, he's being nice, like the guy who like befriends the new kid in school. But again, I have to say, with a billion people, you just happen to run into Hitler? Uh, apparently. Like, top dog, first guy you think of in Hitler, Hitler <laughs> in hell. All right. Uh, the man being tortured uh, in the mansion... He's being sprayed with a spray bottle and screaming. I assume that's acid? That's what it looked
0: like. It looked like he was burning. Like his skin was burning. So the guy
1: doing the torturing is Ben. I believe his name is Ben. I'm going to call him Ben for the rest of the time. So if no, I think you're right. Yeah, if it wasn't Ben, if it was like Bim, I, I'm, Bim. Calling, I'm calling him Ben. Bim. Uh, Tulip is crying, which I don't know how real that was, but she's crying to get on Victor's side.
0: Oh, actually, sorry. His name is Pat. I wrote it down. Pat? Yeah.
1: Well, oh, then it was Bat. Pat. I heard Pat. So it could have been Ben. I
0: I thought it was Ben at first, but I actually wrote Pat in my notes.
1: So how do you know it's Pat? Who are you to say it's Pat? I I wrote. I took notes. So we'll call him One Syllable Guy, and then we'll look on IMDb later. Okay. So One Syllable Guy, Three Letter Man.
0: Uh, Three Letter Man.
1: Ben and Pat. Ben and Pat. This. All right. (laughs) This family.
0: Pat Benatar. No.
1: Oh, Ben. That was kind of clever. That was good.
0: That was was, good. You give it to me. That was pretty good.
1: Right. Now we just need a guy named Atar to come in. Okay. (laughs) So, Victor is like, you know what? The crying's not going to help. Saying sorry's not going to help. He's pissed at her. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then three-letter three guy, three-letter guy, if I said three-syllable, I apologize, three-letter guy, comes back in and says, the tortured guy's awake again. Let's go. And he leaves. Now, Tulip is apparently free to roam the mansion. He
0: basically told her, go collect your thoughts, and when, I, when you come back later, you better have a better answer for right. me than sorry.
1: No, we see a flashback of Hurricane Katrina mm-hmm. and somebody talking to her about, you know, you leaving and we're suffering and infomercial thing. Well, the infomercial was later on. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, this was just some flashback of a woman talking. It looked like she was talking to Tulip about leaving. I don't know. But it yeah. seemed like Tulip's been there a while. Anyway, Jesse and Cassidy are talking, and Jesse's like, Oh, Tulip's out. She's mad at me. He's not worried about her. And Cassidy's like, Are you sure you're not worried about her? Now, She told Cassidy where she's going, but Cassidy doesn't want to tell anybody. Mm -hmm. He's keeping it a secret for now. That's what he he, promised. But the whole episode, he's like, so you're not worried about her at all? She could be. He's like throwing hints. Yeah, maybe I want to check on her. And he's texting her, and she's not answering his text messages. Um, Jesse tells Cassidy about an organization that wants to take over the world, a religious organization. And then Cassidy lists off a bunch of possible crazy groups. (laughs) That was my funniest moment of the show. He's like, was it the lizard people? (laughs) <laughs> or was it the actors? The actors and he's going through this crazy bunch of... So apparently he's aware of a bunch of religious he groups. He knows all these groups. He knows, he knows all of them. Uh, Cassidy's watching TV, and he sees the actor who played fake God in a charity commercial with Frankie Munoz. That was so random. And it was like, we're all actors. So it was a commercial for actors, and they're like, oh my God, the guy who plays G- God is an actor. Yeah. And so then like, I get to find this guy. And so they look up the commercial and the actor, and who his agent was. Teddy Gunt. Teddy Gunt. Tulip's walking around the mansion, and she's looking to all of her old friends. Hey, guys, how's it going? They're like, they looking at her like she should die. Cold shoulder. Hey, so, so, you see you're still gambling with him. You can't trust him. And he's they're in the kitchen. No, um, one's, no, no one's talking to her. At one point, she goes up to a little girl to make small talk with. Girl looked like she was 14 years old, playing cards, whatever she was doing. And he's like, so, you're getting big? And she looks at tulip and she spits in her face and says I hope my father kills you.
0: Side note did you think her voice was very deep for a small child? It was a little. I hope my father she kills you. She spoke and I was like whoa. Like yeah. it was very a very deep voice.
1: Mm-hmm. So the guy who plays God's name is Mark Hurelik. or Hurilek. He played the fake God. Harlik. Harlech. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so they go They go to the agent's office. Teddy Gunt. Who uh, is hilarious, real shticky? Oh yeah, so busy slimeball. Who do Teddy they think they're talking to, Teddy Gunn? Right. So they ask him. They they want Mark Hurlick. They want the guy, the fake fake god. And this guy's like, "What do you want him for? What kind of project? What? Uh, I get you somebody else. I get you was a, so damn funny. I will get you a Cuban guy. I got this guy. I got that guy. They're like, No, we want him, and we want to know where he is. Lo- so they're like, Well, it doesn't work that way. You don't just. I can't tell you where the guy is. You have to. What's the role for? What's I laughed part? out loud. This was my second favorite scene. <laughs> so Cassidy says it's for Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> and Teddy Gunn was all in at attention. Oh, Game of Thrones, no oh, problem. Uh, oh, wow. All wow. right, yeah.
1: He's like, so then he starts haggling with him. I want this much money, this much up front, this much percentage of the role. I want a first corporate, class. I want first class. And he goes, you don't get first. He goes, Dink, Dinklage flies coach. You're not getting first class. He's like, you got HBO money. <laughs> so he buys in, and it's for HBO. And all of a sudden, he wants to be very, very helpful. Uh, but of course, you know, they're lying. Yes. And uh, the agent says, deal, done. And he says, all right, where is he? And uh, <laughs> he says, well, I, I can't find him. I haven't seen him. I don't really know where he is. Can I please get you somebody else? And Cassie's like, HBO's going to hear about this. Yeah. He says, well. He's like, can ah. we get Mark or the deal's off? He says, look, what was the last thing you booked him for? He says, I don't know, some eternal job, some whatever. He's like, God? Yes. He says, uh, so who did you book him with? He goes, I don't know, some voice on the phone. Yeah. He said, Do you have anything? Do you, do you have any kind of any any information? He goes, Well, I have the audition tape. Yeah. Have you watched it? No. He said, who watched audition tapes? By the way, Saturday Night Live audition tapes on YouTube are fantastic.
0: Oh, I need to look at that Oh, now. watching
1: them all audition for SNL, like Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I got to check this out. Jimmy Fallon did an impression of Adam Sandler in his audition.
0: Wow. And it was dead on. Okay, I mean, I need to watch that.
1: Anyone on SNL that didn't make it, like a lot of celebrities that tried out didn't make it, just watch They're all up there? SNL auditions. Okay. They're the best. Okay, sorry. Tangent. <laughs> you got to leave it a few minutes. I got to talk a little faster. So, they watched the audition tape. And it's God reading lines, being compassionate. My children, I'm here for you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, I right, read the next line. And it's like, the world is coming to an end. Yeah. Days will get shorter. And, and it's like the wrath of God. And so he played the role of God from a few episodes ago, last season, when we saw, right, last season, he played the role of God. And then he said, I'm not God, I'm just an actor. Well, he's, they say to him, it's an eternal role. Do you want the role? It's There's no ending. You'll always be this role. Yeah. He's this, the role of a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, goes, I want it. He goes, You understand? He goes, Yes, I got the role. And and then a hand comes out on camera and shoots him in the heart and kills him.
0: I know. It was still kind of twitching, too.
1: Yeah. Oh. And uh, Jesse says, Of course. They have to get him into heaven. Yep. And so they needed a good guy, which he was a good guy. And so they get him into heaven by killing him so he could be God. So it was just clever, but, you know, creepy. <laughs> uh, back in hell. The God finds out that the cow... We assume the cowboy got out, because they're saying, how did he get out? Yeah. So they're worried now that cowboy got out of hell. She
0: did. And uh,
1: she says, Eugene, come with me, because they're all in the hallway, because their hells are not working properly.
0: Their hells, hell. She,
1: cell. she says to Eugene, they have overcrowding issues, machines break down, this is hell. We have many more people here than we anticipated. Um, and did you notice every time she says the word hell, her voice changes. She goes... Uh, We're overcrowded here in hell. She's scary. Hell is not a nice place. Hell. Her voice (laughs) changes. Yeah, she's scary in general. Um, And then she says, uh, if people get too comfortable here, they end up in the hole. And she has this big dude, like, remove a manhole cover.
0: And, uh, like, this steam was coming out.
1: Yeah, and you're like, if you're in hell and there's a place worse than hell, you don't want to get in there.
0: No, it sounded really bad.
1: So she's watching a video of... Why Eugene is dead. She has like a little, like a supernatural video camera. Yeah. And she's looking at him and he's like, you know what? You seem like a nice boy, polite, pleasant. We'll tolerate none of that here. Yeah. If I catch you being nice, he says, this is hell. This is hell. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you're not nice here. That's the, we don't, we don't tolerate that. And that plays a role a little bit later. Uh, let's see. Tulip goes over to the gun safe, tries to open it and the lock has changed, and some big dude comes up behind her and says, Change lock a couple of months ago. Yeah. You're trying to get a gun?
0: Then she kicks the shit out of kicks him. Kicks the shit it out of awesome. him. was awesome.
1: Explicit. I said shit.
0: And he was a really big guy. Big
1: guy. Takes his gun, goes upstairs, goes to the bedroom where Victor is, puts a gun to his head, and, I, and says, let me go. And he said no. Now, she could have gotten out of the house. So I'm like, what does that mean, let me go? And he says, go ahead and kill me then. And she's like, Victor, let me go. He's like, I'm not letting you go. You might have to shoot me. She hesitated too long. Hesitated. Two guys come in, beat her down, bloody her nose up. Yep. And uh, she has that look like, damn it.
0: Yeah, she did have a damn it look.
1: She did a damn it look. Cassidy texts again. No response. Um, Now, Eugene was put in a holding cell. All the bad people that we saw were put in a holding cell. Hitler. The punk
0: and, that makes fun of his face. Okay, there's a
1: guy named Tyler we didn't talk about. Tyler yeah. was making fun of Assface's face, saying he has like an ass mouth. Yeah. Said something terrible he talked about his dm he talked about his dm and his da yes well yes and how his da could be his dm, DM and yeah. he
0: could do it at the same time right so there's <laughs> there's that try to break down that one and by the way i
1: watched <laughs> it last night in my living room as my <laughs> oh, no. youngest daughter was walking by and i'm like oh how about how and how and he said nothing i
0: don't know what that is i don't know what that means i don't know what that means
1: yeah she did okay uh so they're all in a holding cell and Tyler the tough guys there and they're all and there's a t- there's an old tv set in the room did you notice that Mm-hmm. And on the TV set was fire.
0: Oh, I didn't. How did I, I miss that. And
1: there was a guy with long hair. Now keep in mind, hell and the world. People have been around before Hitler, right? Of so, course. So this proves it. It was a caveman being afraid of fire on the TV, and the caveman was in a jumpsuit like he's in prison, like everybody else. Oh yes. But cavemen must have been able to go to hell. Everyone, I guess. Yeah, if here's the thing, though. God, God created man in His own image. What exactly was going on with cavemen? Were they not evolved Ugh. enough yet?
0: Well, not yet, Because
1: Adam and Eve talked, I guess.
0: Adam and Eve are pretty sexy. Hell,
1: the snake talked.
0: <laughs> yeah, right?
1: <laughs> so I'm not sure how, if you believe in hell on this TV show. Again, I know it's a TV show. Yeah. The caveman thing kind of throws, like, that's evolution a little bit. A, a little bit. Anyway, I, again, I don't want to get too technical. But it was. I thought it was very funny that the caveman was afraid of fire on a TV. I don't know if he was more afraid of the TV with the bright lights. Probably
0: the TV. Or the fire. Yeah.
1: But very funny. Anyway, Eugene's sitting with Hitler and they're sort of bonding like two two guys in a cafeteria. And Hitler's complaining that the uh, crossword puzzle is already done. Because what good is it? Crossword puzzle's already done. He goes, "Ah, I guess that's what you do in hell. It's sort of why we're here, driving him crazy. Tyler comes up like the cafeteria bully and he's picking on Eugene again and he wants him to say words that he knows he can't say.
0: Like Mississippi. Mississippi.
1: He's like, say Mississippi, say Mississippi. And again, Hitler stood up for him in the hallway at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And Tyler was like, What are you going to do about it? And then the guard showed up. Yeah. So again, Tyler, I don't, we don't know what Tyler did, but it must have been pretty bad if he thinks he's tougher than Hitler.
0: I was going to say, if he thinks he can knock out Hitler. Mm.
1: Well, so he picks on Hitler and he's like, What are you going to do about it, Hitler? If I want to pick on him, I'll pick on him. What are you going to do about it? Hitler stands up to him. He goes, You know, quit it. And he pushes Hitler hard. Hard. And Hitler doesn't do anything about it. Now, he realizes, as a bully, "Hey, he's not going to hit me." So he shoves him to the ground or punches him, whatever it yeah. was. Hitler's on the ground. He's like, "Hitler, what happened to you? What happened to all the Third Reich stuff and the tanks and the whole thing and all yep. that?" And Hitler's on the ground, like cowering. His got a little yeah, blood on his face. He was. Now, at, at that point, every all the bad people in the room joined in, realized that Hitler is now vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The the all powerful evil Hitler, and they start beating the crap out of him kicking him on the floor, punching him, beating him up. And Eugene is off to the side, like, hey, they're beating my guy up. And all of a sudden, he yells, wait! As Eugene could, woo! Oh, Oh, Eugene. And they all stop, and they look at him like, what are you going to do? And did you notice what he did and why?
0: Yeah. He he decided to join in because he remembered that good behavior and being sweet is not tolerated in hell.
1: Right, and he looked in the corner and saw there was a camera. There was in the a room. camera,
0: and they were watching. And I I I understand why he did what he did, but. I felt really bad. I mean Hitler's a really horrible person. Yeah. But like they had that like many friends. Yeah. Well, Thanks no, for pointing no, that out. No, you know what I mean. Oh, like, I absolutely know what you this mean. In the show. Yes. They were like <laughs> friends and like helped each other. And then he looked and Hitler looked like, oh my God, thank God it stopped. And he looked up and was all bloody and like, Thank God he came to my rescue. And then Eugene said something like He
1: said Heil.
0: Yeah, That's what he said. Because and they, everyone's like Because boom! everyone else
1: was doing that also. And then there they was,
0: all went in on him. They were using
1: Hitler quotes and beating him up.
0: Even Eugene.
1: For a split second. I think the show wanted us to feel bad for Hitler.
0: Which I think they succeeded in. For like a hot second.
1: Uh, I, I think for a hot second I felt bad for the actor playing Hitler. <laughs> How about that? How about okay, that? I'll take that one. But they made Hitler a sympathetic character. They did,
0: but just I wonder if they're going to go deeper into that.
1: Uh, oh, they. I think they absolutely will. And, yes. and don't forget, we haven't seen the second part of Hitler's nightmare.
0: Yes, that's true. We don't know Something what in that
1: nightmare may be making him feel bad for what he did. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But Hitler is a longtime recurring character in the comics, so we're going to see more of it. Cassidy finally tells Jesse what's going on and where Tulip is. He storms the mansion, uses Genesis like crazy on everybody. Yep. The people at the front gate, the guys playing poker, shut up, don't move, boom, 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 he's yeah, running through yeah. the house. He walks into the bedroom, Tulip's on the bed with Victor. He grabs Victor, puts him in a headlock, beating the crap out of him, and Tulip's like, stop, stop, stop. Did you? What did you think when she was telling him to stop?
0: Uh I honestly, well, what she ends up saying, I was stunned. I really didn't know. I thought maybe they had come to some type of peaceful agreement and, like, they were just kind of talking it out. But I did not see that coming.
1: So I jumped ahead of the fight scene. So before we finish this, I want to talk about the fight scene. Oh,
0: right. the three-letter three yeah, so, man?
1: So, Yeah, so while Jesse runs in the house, forgive me, people listening to the podcast, he runs into the house and he one of the rooms he walks into is where the guy. The tortured. The tortured dead guy. He's dead now. Yeah. We find that he died, right? Somebody hits him over the head. It's three letter guy, Ben Pat. Ben Pat. Not Ben Platt from Dear Evan Hansen, a fantastic <laughs> Broadway show, which I would love to get tickets to if you're listening. Anybody from the show? Me too, please. Yeah. Uh, and so Ben Pat <laughs> uh, hits him over the head and waits till he wakes up. Yeah. Doesn't tie him up to interrogate him. It's like the old Batman TV shows or any of these uh, superhero movies. I'm going to tie you up, tell you my plan, and then leave you here to <laughs> yeah, escape. Yeah, 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 So he waits. So I'm going to I'm call half bullshit on. Okay. All right. He lets him wake up, and then he picks up a sledgehammer, and he puts earphones in to hear music because he doesn't know why. To he Billy just, Joel's uptown girl. Yeah, he wants to hear music while he's killing. Killing. Slash so killing. Jesse's like, stop. But it doesn't work because the guy's got headphones in. So they get into a great fight scene. It was pretty cool. Swords, machetes. At one point, Jesse goes behind the hanging dead guy. Yeah. And the guy swings the machete and cuts the guy's arm off, which Jesse's still holding. Uh, so Jesse throws the dead, the dead guy's arm at him. That was pretty cool. Then he shoves the corpse at him. Uh, he has He's fighting with a fire hose. Great fight scene. Jesse can fight. He can. So they're punching each other, beating each other up. And then finally, Jesse picks up a... Um... Like a machete. No, it was like a, a sword, like a, a fencing sword. Oh. And he shoves it through the dead guy uh. into Ben Pat. Pat Ben. Could have been Jim. I don't know his name. Pat I thought ben. it was Ben. And uh, and kills the two of them. Well, the dead guy. And he puts yeah. it through him. Yeah. And then he genesis him. He takes his headphones out. and He goes, where's Tulip? She goes, in the bedroom. That's, again, now we go back to the bedroom scene. Now we're in the bedroom. So then Tulip says, you can't kill him. And he's like, looks at him like, why can't I kill him? This is Victor. Yeah. He's the dead guy. Yeah. And she says, because he's my husband. And Jesse has that look on my, his face like,
0: what the fuck? I know, he like kind of lets go, and he, he has a look like, what? Completely stunned. She did not want to tell him, but she had to, because he would have killed her.
1: So now we know why she didn't want to marry him. As if she had forgotten she was married? F. So that's a plot line we have to figure out. Yeah. Okay? The only scene after that is we see All Saints killer walking on a highway entering New Orleans. So he's close. The
0: cowboy is a coming.
1: The cowboy's coming. It ends, we see scenes from next week which is a flashback really intense. a flashback of Jesse and Tulip very young. Yep. They made uh they made Jesse look very young in it.
0: Flashbacks of Tulip in, in a bride's ma- a bride's outfit?
1: Yeah, oh there's a picture of her.
0: Yeah.
1: There's a picture of her getting married to Victor, I guess that I guess he finds I guess Jesse finds, finds in the house. Yeah. Uh Jesse hangs Victor in the torture room. She drags him downstairs, hangs He's still him. Still alive. Still alive. Tulip tries to stop him and he uses Genesis on Tulip. <laughs>
0: It was, so, it was such a quick blip, and I was like, holy shit, that's he used up. it on Tulip, because she doesn't like it to begin right. with.
1: Then Tulip punches Cassidy, probably for riding her out. <laughs> probably. Like, I didn't need oh, your help, oh, poor, poor Cassidy. Cassidy. What are you punching me for? <laughs> okay. And then it looks like Jesse is swinging an axe at Victor. Yes. But it's from behind, and I'm pretty sure he's swinging it at the cowboy. That's what, That's my prediction.
0: It was like the Victor was kind of in between the two.
1: I no, I I think it wasn't Victor. I think it was part of the arm of the cowboy from behind that you couldn't tell. Oh, I
0: see. Okay. I think
1: he was swinging the axe at the cowboy. Okay. But that would be pointless because you can't seem to kill him. He
0: can't kill him, so he's you know. But I don't think he took an axe
1: to Victor. Although, yeah. So who cares if he does? All right. Okay, we got you out of here pretty much on time. I
0: think. Thank you. I appreciate and it. And whose fault
1: is it, Xander Berkeley's?
0: Uh, Xander, I mean, but it was good. It was good content.
1: Not two hours. No. I hope people enjoy this podcast. Yes. And again, people always text in our morning show and like, well, I don't watch this show, but I'll listen to your podcast. This is more about us. I hope, and and we try to make it entertaining. Yeah. So if you like The Walking Dead and fear The Walking Dead, and you don't like Preacher. Or you like Preacher, you don't like Fear. the Walking... I hope you're enjoying the overall everything.
0: Yeah. We Throw us in there too, and yeah, and you're 10 Daryl, inch Daryl
1: Dixon's.
0: Daryl Dixon's. And if you guys know about a 10 inch Troy Auto, just hit me up, J makes 514.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll put the O in auto. <laughs> oh, god! <laughs> all right, all right, perv, it's time.
0: What time is it? It's time, time to, to, to shut, shut this shit, shit down.
1: down.